Excuse me, waiter? Waiter? Can I get a menu, please? Waiter? I've been sitting here for 22, no, 23 minutes. Could I get some service here, please? Glass of water? Just a glass, no water? Waiter? Hello? The Invisible Man. Really pretty hungry. Will not be presented at this time. Starving, actually. So we may bring you this special podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's love and time. I have got a question for you. For me? Why? Yes. Why? What? What did I do? What's, what has love got to do with it? Yeah. Come on, yeah. think. Oh, what's love got to, do, got to do with it? Don't ask me. I have no idea. Well, Tina Turner did, but uh, at least she posed the question. But she's gone. Uh, I know. Age 83. Died at her home in Switzerland. We all know her story, I think. Yep. Um, married to a guy named Ike Turner, who was a jackass of the First Order. Yeah, what a charming fellow he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, but she finally got away from that rascal and and uh, soon co- scored her first top ten. I guess this was her first top ten hit. Maybe she was still with Ike Turner, but it was Proud Mary. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I was a big Creedence Clearwater fan, but, man, yep. the way she did this song. Holy moly. Yeah. 1971. Yeah, she got a, she got uh, free of Mr. Charm and actually married the love of her life, uh, Erwin Bach, in tw- uh, 2013. They were married for, for 10 years. Um, well, they, they're still married. But she met him in an airport. <laughs> I need to be looking around more when I'm in the airport. Yeah, you don't even apparently... think about the airport as a good place to pick up people. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. My yeah. face is usually in a magazine or my phone, or a yeah. bucket of food, or yeah, something. You know, the person <laughs> of your dreams could be walking right by while you got yourself face down in uh, in a hot in a, dog or something. Yeah, in it a could burrito. Be yeah, exactly. so I, that's that's good. So think about that, I guess. Yeah, uh, Tina Turner. Okay, so I'm going to mention some other folks in quick order here. Uh, okay. Jim Brown, the great, great. Running back. In nine record setting seasons, Jim Brown led the league in rushing eight times. Brown was a three time MVP. He is the only runner ever to average over 100 yards per game and over five yards per carry for a career. Uh, played for the Cleveland Browns. 
Only played nine seasons. He got ticked off at the owner, and he said, see ya, and he left the game. What made a lot so of movies. What was he mad about? Well, he he thought, well, forget, what what was the issue? Uh, it was something, you know, like uh, be, being disrespected. That oh. People love that. Said, eh, well, I'll pay you this much. He said, no, wait a minute. I, I, I get the, I don't know what, it, oh, I know what it was. Jim Brown uh, started to make movies and things, yeah. and he was in a movie thing. And so he said, I'm going to, I think I'm going to miss part of our preseason practice because I've got to finish up this movie and the owner didn't like it. And Jim Brown says, well, then you can kiss my petard and I'm leaving. And he left the game <laughs> and the team and never looked back. But of course, as so many uh, celebrities uh, are, he was not a man without some flaws, serious flaws, including spousal abuse, yeah. I think. Yeah. You know, he he was a good running back. Anyway. Mm. By the way, back to Tina Turner. Her real name was Anna May Bullock, oh. and she and she was born in a town called Nutbush, in Tennessee. Yeah, back yeah. in 1939. And sang a song about Nutbush. Other songs, okay. Better Be Good to Me, What's Love Got to Do With It, and so on. Okay, uh, uh, I'm sorry to throw that curveball back, but I forgot to mention Jeez. that about her. I know. You, you've never, like, weaved in and out of stuff like that. You usually yeah. just go, what's well, happening with you today? Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, did you, have you ever heard of Ed Ames? Yes! Oh my gosh! I just saw that clip. Somebody posted that clip on Instagram, and I... Never get tired of it. Yeah, I know you're going to tell everybody what we're talking about, but oh my God, I laughed my ass off on that yesterday. Ed Ames grew up as part of a, of a brother group called the Ames Brothers. You, 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 I'm in love with you, you, you. But uh, soon broke away and became a solo singer himself. Mm-hmm. Probably best known to people, and even at that, you have to be pretty old. But he was on a show called Daniel Boone. And here is a brief biography of Daniel Boone to those of you who do not know who Daniel Boone was. Daniel Boone was a man, a man. Yes, a man. Okay, so that's who Daniel Boone was. Killed him a bar when he was only for No, no, that's Davy Crockett. And those, oh. two, those two never got along. I, I thought yeah. that was part of the song. Built him a bar? No, he killed him a bar when he was no, only you four. said built him a bar. I did? When he was only... And that's... That's, that's pretty... I, that's what pretty, I did. That... Yeah, so you're just getting yourself mixed up. I built myself a bar when I was only three. I used to have fun on the radio with Ed Ames, the singer. Yeah. Uh, by the way, backing up, you said... Uh, that you had just seen a clip. This was the clip. It was from 1965. Ed Ames was part of that show, Daniel Boone, but he became a a big celebrity because of his fame from that show. And in Mm -hmm. 1965, on the Johnny Carson Tonight Show, he was purported to teach Johnny how to throw an axe, how to throw a tomahawk. And so they set up this big board at several feet away uh, of a a guy that looked like a sheriff. It was the outline of a Western (laughs) sheriff. Sorry, but it still makes me laugh. 
<laughs> and so Ed Ames says, here's how you throw. Well, here's here's the clip, and I will describe what happens. What is the trick on this? You throw underhanded? No. Oh, the, uh, overhanded. It's then. an overhand throw. The trick is to keep your arm extended. and You, know, you keep your arm extended and uh, put only one revolution on the... Uh, once around. Once around uh, on the way. But uh, that's indefinite. So Ed Ames' tomahawk lands right in the crotch of this uh, of this figure. I mean, but you could, it also you, is aimed up, so the handle is very, it's extremely <laughs> obscene and phallic. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you could, you could do that for three days, and you could never get it to land exactly three like that. Three years. But it did it by accident on The Tonight Show. And, of course, the audience went crazy. Especially in that era of television where you exactly. never did such things. And, uh, and Johnny ad-libbed the line, oh, Gee, I, I didn't know you were Jewish. I didn't even know you were Jewish. <laughs> Ed Ames was Jewish, by the way. But his uh, singing success was to songs like, and I used to, for some reason, I used to single out Ed Ames, who was a really old school singer. And I, we, on the radio back you know, 20, 25 years ago, even then, I doubt a lot of people knew who he was, but I loved playing Ed Ames songs like this one. Try to remember. And then I'd cut the song off like that. <laughs> but this was my favorite uh, dumb bit that I used to do. This was a big hit for Ed Ames called My Cup Runneth Over. And this is what I did with that song. My Cup Runneth Over. That's my uh, rather shabby treatment of Ed Ames. I know. I feel bad even laughing at that. How As well you should. I know. Um, I can't help it. As we move on here, uh, a guy named Pete Brown passed away since our last po podcast. 82 years old. A British beat poet. And his greatest fame was that he wrote the lyrics to most of the songs that the group Cream did. Oh. He, so he wrote the lyrics to White Room. In a white room with black curtains near the station. And this one, Sunshine of Your Love. It's getting near dawn. When lights close the tired eyes, I'll soon be with you, my love. Give you my dog's surprise. Pete Brown, 82. Wow. All right. And then, uh, God, there's quite a list here. Larry Jeez. Mahan. You, you, I know you don't know who Larry Mahan is, but he grew Ew. up in, he was born in Salem, grew up in Brooks, Oregon, and they called him the Elvis of Rodeo. Larry Mahan was more than a man. He was the embodiment of the West. As phenomenal as he was as a bull rider and rodeo athlete, he was an even better human. And he was terrific. He could do it all. He was like the Babe Ruth of the rodeo profession. What does that mean? What? 
Oh, well, the he, Babe that, Ruth of the rodeo profession? Like, what do you mean? Of, of the oh. rodeo sport. Yeah. He, he so was, he could like a rope a calf and ride a Bronco and barrel race and... And do it all at the same time. And, and do it all at the same time. And, Yes, and stretch a <laughs> pair of cowboy boots and uh, brand somebody all at and, the same time. And ride a bull, and wow. The impact that he had on not just the sport, but the individuals involved in the sport is something truly amazing and second to none. Larry Mayhem, he, I, I don't know much about rodeo, but I do know that he was fantastic at it. And then a guy named George Maharis. Do you know who that was? No. Who he died are all at, these people? How do you well, find all these people? Well, they're old. And I kind <laughs> of like old watch. You know, I grew up yeah. with people that were older than me listening yeah. to them on records and watching old TV shows. So everybody that's croaking now is older than me. So who is this guy again? What's he was. Name? He died at the age of 94. He What's was on name? a big show in the 60s called Route 66. You didn't have to run, Janosch. What's the use? You got the whole town looking for you. The police, Polinsky, your father. Oh, he's probably at the head of the pack, leading them on. Tell us something. Did you really kill a Janosch? Yeah. If you ever plan to motor west, travel my way, take the highway, that's the best. Get your kicks on Route 66. The fact of the matter is that uh, he was in that hit show, but the producer of the show. I can't remember his name. It doesn't matter. But the guy hired him because George Maharis was really good looking, very hunky. And the producer said, man, this guy, this is going to be great. The chicks are going to be tuning into our show. And they did. But what George Maharis never told anybody, and he didn't tell the producer, and this very much reflects the times uh, that this show was a thing. George Maharis was gay. And when the producer found out about it, they was furious at him. Like, you know, you shouldn't be gay. You should not be gay. You needed to tell me you were gay before you signed up to do this yeah. show. You yeah. shouldn't be gay because then that means you can't act. But what George Maharis really wanted to be was a singer. And I, I've listened to some of these George Maharis songs he put out a bunch of albums and he's pretty good yeah pretty dang good here's a song he had called teach me tonight did you say i've got a lot to learn well don't think i'm trying not to learn since this is the perfect spot to learn yeah teach me Tonight. And when I was uh, playing this song for my wife, I said, "This is a pretty—he's pretty good singer, but I've never heard this song in my life." And she said, "You don't know this song?" And she proceeded to do all the lyrics to this song, "Teach Me Tonight." And I said, "I don't know how you would know this song. I have never heard this in my life. It's not a rock and roll song, but she knew all the lyrics." Huh. George Maharis. Teach me tonight.
And finally, oh my God, I have left this one for last because this one is fascinating to me. <laughs> a guy named Rolf Harris. Rolf. Rolf is just a great name. Why are there not more Rolfs out? There's Ralphs. Yeah, there's, there's Ralphs. There's no Rolfs. No, Rolf. May, maybe it's because he was from Australian. Uh, Australia. And maybe that it's more of an Australian nickname. I don't know. But he was 93. Uh, and he was huge. He had a 60 year career and he was very big on British television. They say he died of some kind of neck cancer. But when he was in Britain, he was a a singer, a producer, a television host. He was a quick TV painter for a while. Like, think about Bob Ross. Oh, yeah. But he'd start drawing things, and then he'd keep turning to the camera and saying, Can you tell what it is yet? Can you tell what it is yet? And then (laughs) he'd finally finish the drawing. There's a bit of a window up there. That's it. And uh, maybe a massive foliage here in one of those little sort of privet hedges. Let's get a little bit of lighter colour on the front of these. Oh, no, wait a minute. If I put a bit through there like that, another bit up there, another bit through there, another bit up there. And then he had a huge hit. In 1963, a novelty song. I know you know this one, Lisa. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Watch me wallabies feed, mate. Watch me wallabies feed. They're a dangerous breed, mate. So watch me wallabies feed all together now. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Tie me kangaroo down, sport. Tie me kangaroo down. Okay, so that's a cute little song. So great. That is the greatest song ever. I forgot about that song. Okay, I'm going to let you down now. What? Okay, because for all of the cuteness of that and all of the Oh, no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Are you going to tell me something bad happens to the kangaroo? (laughs) Oh, man. Why are you laughing? Well, it's because I just think it's funny that that's what you thought. I was... I thought... That was going to be the bad... No, it's nothing to do with the song. It's having to do with the man himself, Rolf Harris. He was gay. No. The kangaroo was gay. No, he he got... Uh, embroiled in a sexual abuse scandal uh, about 10 years ago. Oh. And he spent three years in prison as a result of it. Oh, wow. And so uh, it's funny because uh, I was reading his obit uh, in the New York Times, and and all of that is is, uh, explained before anything about his celebrity. So... When you have an obituary that that <laughs> leads starts, with, yeah. you know, it's it's like, like if Hitler would have liked his biography to be, was a wonderful painter. Tan me hide when I'm dead, Fred. Tan me hide when I'm dead. So we tanned his hide when he died, Clyde, and that's it hanging on the shed all together now. Time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. Time me kangaroo down, sport. Time me kangaroo down. And so to have so much uh, good things about your career, 60 years of it, 
and then that is what you're remembered for. That's just an overwhelming tragedy of a life. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, there he is. And, no kidding. Uh, and I think I've exhausted most of the list, and I can't believe this is the most I think we've ever piled on in one podcast. Well, I feel like you just went scratching around for random people. These half these people I don't even know. Well, that's because they're old. <laughs> that does everything to do. With Why? It. And, and, and I'm a little worried about myself. I mean, think. Look at the ages of these people: Jim Brown, yeah. eighty-seven; Tina Turner, yeah. eighty-three; yeah, Ed Ames, ninety-five; Rolf Harris, yeah. ninety-three; George yeah. Maharis, ninety-four. Well, I, I don't know. I think it's just like, what am I? I'm you're not in, in your 80s. No, but I'm just seeing, you know, I'm I'm watching. It's like you're looking down the road and you're seeing cars crashing in front of you. And you know you're approaching that same spot in the road. Oh, my God. Quickly. <laughs> I, just, oh. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway. No, I know exactly what you're saying. It is yeah. a little uncomfortable. That's why I just live in denial most of the time. So, yeah. as well we should. They were singing, bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, This will be the day that I die. Hey, so, um, I want to yes. go back to the kangaroo thing. All right. Because I was really worried that you were going to tell me that the, 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 that song that was so cute had a double meaning and it was like really dark and awful. So Maybe, I maybe have, it did. I don't know. Yeah. I have uh, an elderly dog, Quince, as you know, and he had some um, he had some tummy problems last year. So the vet prescribed a specific food for him. That was made out of kangaroo meat. Have you ever heard of this? No, but I think and, if you eat enough kangaroo meat you're and you're ill, you're going to bounce right back. <laughs> so I said, I don't want to feed my dog dead kangaroos. That just feels wrong to me. It's like, yeah, it kind of does. It'd be like feeding him dead kittens or something. I just, I'm like, I don't want to feed him dead kangaroos. So let's switch, let's switch him to a wallaby diet. <laughs> So a friend of mine at the time said, oh, no, kangaroos are assholes. They deserve to die. <laughs> and I said, what? I thought they were cute. And he goes, no. And he shows me a video of a kangaroo and a, a man fighting a kangaroo and what yeah. a complete jerk the kangaroo is. And apparently... Wait a minute. Why is the kangaroo a jerk? Do you think the kangaroo said, yes, <laughs> I agree to this fight? I don't. That's a good question. The guy, the guys, that's been a long time thing where men fighting kangaroos, <laughs> often they do it like a boxing match. They charge people admission. They come and watch it and place money on who's going to win, the man or the kangaroo. I didn't know this. Well, look at, when... look, look at men can get big and bulky and they got big, thick arms and but kangaroos got little skinny arms and tiny little fists. The fact that they can kick the crap out of a man, I think, should be applauded. <laughs> well, after he showed me that video, I'm like, oh, all right. I'm glad now that my dog's eating dead kangaroos. And he really <laughs> liked it, too. Like, Quince was like, mmm, dead kangaroos. But I always... For, I always thought they were just sweet little animals. But, yeah, apparently they're complete jerks. So... Mm. Anyway, that's all. I just, uh, I still, you know, feel sort of sad for the kangaroos. And they, 
kill them all the time in Australia. They're like, they kangaroos are are pests over there. Yeah. But did you know it's restricted? Like you can't buy this special ca- dead kangaroo dog food in California. They will not allow you to buy dead kangaroo dog food in California. It has to be living. <laughs> yes, your dog has like, to take like, down the like, kangaroo himself. Like giving a giving a rat to a snake, yeah. <laughs> and why do kangaroos only live there? How come they don't live here? How's well, that- if they could move to another country, that'd be a hell of a hop, wouldn't it? Oh, brother. Okay. No, but anyway. I, just, I think they can be transported elsewhere. But it, that you know, you're right. Why are certain animals uh, only like why are penguins only found in uh, exactly. Antarctica? I would yeah. love to have some penguins here in Seattle. That would be so cute. Let me order some up for you. Okay. We'll get, we'll get that done. We'll get have that. you ever seen a penguin come to tea? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, you were talking about the name Rolf, uh, and it you get me to thinking about something that does I don't think it happens much anymore. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but when I was growing up, and certainly in generations preceding ours or mine, uh, adults often, and especially I think male adults, received nicknames uh, when mm. they were kids, and, and it would stick. Hmm. Um, yeah, I suppose that, yeah. But I mean, how many guys do you know named Butch or Buzz or Buster, Boss, mm. Champ, Spike, Froggy, <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and or shortened up. If your name is Smith, your name is Smitty. Yeah. Jo- John Johnson be JJ. Uh, I had various names. None of them stuck. Uh, yeah. The ca- cash maniac, cashew, cashbox, cashmere, or my my first name. I'd be Patois or Paternity or Pathetic. Uh, <laughs> I know guys named Jonesy and Woodsy and Jamesy and Swifty, and they're all just. Nick nickname type names and I and I don't think I think do girls have nicknames? I, I couldn't think of any. Well, Guy, Trixie, guys like our friend Stumpy Trixie, does. She's her her real name is Michelle. Now, did we, you give her that nickname? Or? No, no, that she's she had that name that name hmm. for a long time. Trixie, huh? Um, yeah. yeah. Well, there, that's a good example. Uh, but no stumpy, lumpy, shorties, buns. Uh, my wife, I call shorty. Buns, butt, stinky, porky, weirdo, wanker, lame brain, pizza face. What happened to the good old nicknames like that? I don't know. I don't know. I miss But what I really love is the gang. You you haven't even gotten to the gangster names. So gangster names are the ones that fascinate me. Because they're always like two names like Pistol Pete or, you know you know, Johnny one eye or, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever their, their, their mafia names are. I just think that's really super interesting. I remember the old comedian, um, Steve Allen used to do a bit where he would take the names of uh, food dishes as if they were gangster names. Like he said, <laughs> Hey, who's that coming in there? Yeah. Oh, and that's beef Wellington. <laughs> He's a friend of Lobster Thermidor, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And Oysters Rockefeller. Yeah. Hey, um, I got to tell you about this conversation I overheard yet the other day. I was in a grocery store, and I never turned around to look at the guy who was was saying mm. this, but it just killed me. And I said, I got to remember this conversation because I got to tell Lisa about it. 
What? So this guy's on his phone and he's he's behind me. First of all, <coughs> excuse me. Doggone it. <coughs> I just Is it those the, is it those cigars again? Yeah, I just started them again. I don't shouldn't <laughs> Do yeah. at least not. Why are you smoking a cigar while we're recording a podcast? Well, it's a mistake, and I, I hope to stop. Mm. Stop. I can't. I forget. You know, I forget. I know, you do. Yeah. I know. So this guy's on his phone. First of all, I'm always interested in how people, when they are on their phone, just as they are in their car, they suddenly think they're invisible or they're <laughs> living in a bubble somewhere and no one else can hear them or observe them. That's mm-hmm. why you see people in cars with their finger jammed way up their nose. As if you can't look into their car and see that activity. Well, they can. Oh, crap. They can see in. Yeah, I've always assumed that people who have those blackout windows in cars are just picking their noses like crazy in there. And that's why they have those. Yes, we are. So here's the conversation. And I immediately wrote it down when I got out of the store. So I would get it essentially correct. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So here, here's the conversation. And again, it's only one end of it because I don't hear who he's talking to. But it's, it's, it's something like this. Yeah. And so I said to her, I said, uh, well, yeah, I guess that's why your husband cheats on you. And that's why no one likes you. And you'll always be a loser, which you are a loser, Linda. And then Linda said, Gee, Carl, I can see your anger management classes are working. And then I said, oh, yeah? And so is your Jenny Craig diet, Linda. I mean, Linda, she is so fat. God, she's fat. You would not believe how fat she looked. You know that Oompa Loompa? That's what she looked like. God, this one. she's as wide as she is tall. I couldn't believe it. And then this is just, and this this is going on top of his lungs in the store. Oh my God. I oh loved my it. God. I really <laughs> wish you could have turned around to see him because I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he was no day at the beach either to look at. Well, that's I, typically... you know, I never turned around, but I'm, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. I am positive mm-hmm. because a certain kind of person, a certain look of person, if I had turned around, he would have only confirmed what I thought I imagined him to look like. Exactly. And the conversation was still going on as I left the store. Top of I wonder if lawn. he was talking to a man or a woman. That's I wonder who was. Yeah, the, uh, the I kind of got the impression it was another guy, but uh, yeah. uh, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I loved it. I loved that conversation. I just love. I'm. You always keep your ears open for things like that. Yeah, uh, apparently. They're far more yeah. entertaining than anything you'll find on no television. No kidding. Oh, you gonna take me home tonight? Oh, down beside that red firelight? Oh, you gonna let it all hang out? Fat bottom girls, you make the rocking world go round. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes, <clears throat> ma'am. Would you like a free 55-inch 4K television set? Free. I said free. It's free. You want a free one? Uh, What's the catch? Yeah, see? You're a very smart man. It is free, but there is a big catch. There is a company. uh, Do you know know that Pluto TV app? Not Pluto, but I've used the Goofy app. 
Pluto TV. So the the co-founder of that company has created another company called Telly, T-E-L-L-Y. And they are they are offering up televisions for free, 55-inch 4K TV. The catch is that it has a screen below it. It's a dual screen television that the other part of the TV continuously displays advertising. Non-stop, you'll, you'll get a free TV if you watch non-stop ads. And the TV is actually pretty nice. So think of the big TV on your on your wall, and then there's a smaller, yeah, like, yeah, 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 half the size underneath it that's constantly got, you know, Pizza Hut and Amazon and all, the, you know, Pampers and all of the things on there. Right. Well, I think that people might, you know, at first blush, I think, man, I don't know. I know. I'm kind of getting used to it. People jump on that like a tramp on a muffin, I'm thinking. Well, the I think people are getting used to that idea because more and more, it, it, like if you're watching sports or any live activity right. on television, th- rather than go away for a commercial, the commercial will play in a little corner of the screen right. or half of the screen. While you continue to watch what's going on uh, at the sport, whether it be a, you know, a timeout because they're reviewing a, a, a play on a baseball game or whatever, but they'll run a commercial simultaneous, but you can still see what's going on on the live event that you're watching. And more and more, I'm, you know, I think we're getting used to that kind of thing. Almost continuous well, uh, advertising. I'm- when I play little games on my phone, I don't want to opt for the two ninety nine a month thing right. so you'll get no commercials i think mm-hmm. i can live through the commercials otherwise it would be free so yeah that's fine. i'm trying to think though somebody's going to come up with a workaround on this and i've already figured out a workaround i'm just going to tape a big black plastic garbage bag over the lap part the, the, oh. the second screen mm-hmm. and then i don't look at it well that could work it would be a distraction still though wouldn't it a big black plastic bag? When you put other things on TVs, most of the time it might work out okay, but sometimes it's covering up the most essential part of the picture. It's not in the picture. It's a separate little screen below the actual TV. Yeah. It's a separate screen the so same So it's not width. obliterating part of the big picture. Right. Oh, okay. Or, right. yeah, I'll just tape paper on it. You know, put a big row of plants right there or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something to block it. And then the other question I have is how do they decide? I mean, mo- you know, advertising is very curated depending on, well, I suppose it depends on what you're watching on the television. Maybe that's how they decide what sort of advertising would then show up at the bottom of the of the thingy. I don't know. I have lots of questions about this. I'm kind of weird. I tend to like, I mean, I watch commercials because I'm always looking for something weird. Well, then grab this TV. They're taking orders right now. The reservations for the first 500,000 TVs are supposed to ship this summer. You better get in on it. Speaking of commercials, uh, there's a couple I wanted to call your attention to. There's one, uh, I think maybe it was just online. But it's about, uh, the, the premise of it is that as we get older, we get what is called an aging odor. Oh, we do? Yeah, your body oh. chemicals change as you get older. Oh, And you start no. to have a, a particular odor. Perhaps it's not uh, quite that of a skunk, but it is an odor. My uh, 
my kids used to say, and this is really telling a story out of school, but when when they would talk about their grandparents, yes, they 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 called them the pickle people. And my my son said, Dad, how come Grandpa smells like pickles? I don't know. Yeah. I checked it out. I said, Yeah, he does smell like pickles, actually. Who's got my pickle? We've got your pickle, the pickle named Time. Who's got my pickle? We've got your pickle, and it tastes so fine. Who's got my pickle? We've had your pickle for a long, long time. It's crunchy. It's juicy. It's mouth-watering. At Heinz, we do have your pickle. They do got my pickle. We've got your pickle. Right. I think I think there is a definite I, I don't notice the people, but if you go into old people's houses, there's an old people house smell. Like, have you ever gone estate like somebody's croaked and then the kids are like, Okay, well, we gotta have an estate sale and they they do an estate sale and you go into the old person's house. There every old person, dead old person estate sale sm- house smells the same. <laughs> But they oh say the God. cure for it. The, okay, the good. Reason, there's a cure. It's a Japanese persimmons. <laughs> Japanese persimmons. Don't be getting Polish persimmons. It's got to yeah. be Japanese persimmons. Uh, huh. Apparently, that is the uh, cure, or at least the treatment for aging odor. You can't just like spray yourself down with some Lysol and call it good. I've done that. No, you haven't. Yeah, like people are coming over. Saying, hey, man, I didn't have a chance to shower today. I'll squirt hairspray on myself. Or, or <laughs> like you said, uh, you know, the, the kind of spray you'd use to disguise an odor. Uh, it's kind of a makeshift cologne that I have to use in a hurry. They're like, you smell sunshine fresh today. I have a friend that thinks it's just as good to gargle. Oh, with no. uh, with uh, you know Lysol or Listerine oh. or whatever, mm. not Lysol, but Listerine. Lysol. Okay. <laughs> I said Lysol. Lysol, as we know, is a cure for coronavirus. No, <laughs> Listerine is is what you gargle with. He thinks that's a substitute for brushing your teeth. Oh, <laughs> you brush your teeth before bread? No, but I, before bed? No, but I gargle, so that's just as good. All right, fine. Yeah, you'd have to gargle with, like, rocks or something. Here's another advertisement I saw, and it's so tawdry that I hesitate to even mention it. No, tell me. But, well, it's not good. But And, of course, they give it a horrible name. If guys out there are like to go hunting and fishing and they're outdoors, mm-hmm. and then they get the call of nature. Yeah. Now, you know, peeing is one thing, but there's... I was just going to ask which nature, because... Yeah. The first, the first type of call of nature, the whole world is your bathroom. Apparently, men don't really care. No, the whole they can just go there or there, off the deck, behind, over near the tree, pee on mm-hmm. the tire, wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, if you're possible, talking about the, you're if talking possible, about the you want to you want to do it off something high, <laughs> like if you can pee off a cliff, that's the best. <laughs> Why is that so satisfying? I don't know. I guess it's man's <laughs> primitive attempt to simulate waterfall. <laughs> I don't know. But, I didn't know that was a thing. So this is a product. I've seen it on Facebook, uh, and I've yet to see it on television, but it's only a matter of time. 
All right. So we're it, talking about Call of Nature, the second one. Okay. So, so you have to do that activity. You have to okay. do that. But you're outdoors. Mm-hmm. The The name of the product, and I'm sorry, but this is the name of it. It's called <laughs> the Crap Strap. <laughs> It's just a strap that just, you wrap just around. Just give me a minute. Just give me a minute with that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. The crap I think, strap. I think the name came first, and then the guy said, now how can I apply this to a product? Yeah. What can I invent yeah. that'll be called a crap strap? Yeah, okay, tell fun. me. I've never heard of this. Tell me how it works. You tie this strap around a tree trunk, okay. and then you you wrap the other end of the strap kind of around maybe under your armpits. So that you're able what? then to lean back. I'm trying to what? paint the picture. Do you, do you get the idea? So you're no. you're 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 tied uh, to a tree, and then like you're standing up and you're tied to the tree. Yeah, you're standing up. You you so you can stand like uh, you know six, seven, eight, even ten feet back from the tree. Okay. And the, this strap allows you to lean back. Okay. And, and and the tree is supporting you and that gives you the leverage and the angle uh that is required to do the activity that you wish to do out in the woods. I don't get it. So are you squatting or standing? I you're don't... standing but you're leaning back. That is not how you go. You don't go well, it... leaning back, you go squatting. You do? <laughs> Have you ever been on the trail and thought, wow, I really have to poop, but I am way too tired to squat down? Well, I have the perfect solution for you. Crap strap mechanism will be your best friend on the trail. It's feeling tired? No worries. Just drive yourself to a tree and squat down. Put your back, your knees, and helps you get the job done. If you don't like it? It's money back guaranteed. Okay, yeah. I'm visualizing it now. It's awful. Right. I hate that I can see it now. I yeah. I hate that. I get it. Yeah. Pretty uh, cool, all, though. All Pretty cool. It'd be a nice Father's Day gift, I think. <laughs> Or Mother's Day, for that matter. We were thinking this summer, my wife and I were thinking that we would go somewhere, maybe up around Washington State somewhere, and we would rent a place for a month or so during the summer. Yes. Or maybe even the winter. But yes. just to get away for a while. Yes. And so we started, we looking. We looked through these real estate ads online, and we found one where a um, it, the house looked, you know, from the outside looked pretty good. Hey, this could be pretty good. And then you go inside and they they have posted these pictures of the house and there are many of them, maybe 30 Mm -hmm. pictures of the various rooms in the house, the kitchen, the bedrooms, the bathrooms. And it is a masterclass, this particular ad, but I've seen others like this, but it is a masterclass in how not to display a house that you're trying to rent or sell. Why? Oh, (laughs) because like, for example, a bedroom, you look at a bedroom picture and the yeah. bed will not be made. There'll be crap all over the floor. Maybe there's a crap strap hung up on the wall. Oh, my God. And uh, pictures are askew. There's little pieces of paper on the floor. Uh, there might even be a dog do on the. I mean, it's just, it's like they said, somebody said, I want you to make this place look as unappealing as possible so that we can't possibly rent it. We'll wow. take care of it. Don't worry. Wow. Knowing the real estate photographer is coming over to the house. They have not cleaned it up. Maybe there's the toilet paper is not on the toilet paper roller, but it's just sitting 
you know, next to the toilet. And there's an empty and there's an empty tube on the toilet paper holder. Yeah, that's it's always, it's consistently. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you go into the kitchen. There's dirty dishes stacked up in there. Wow. Uh, there's a half-eaten biscuit sitting on the table. I mean, <laughs> this is fantastic. I, I, I'm I'm going to try to send a link to it. Uh, yeah, you. I got it. I got to see this. I think what are, what in the world is somebody thinking to put something like that out there, and then sit there and be discouraged because nobody is renting their place. They probably had a title that said pristine uh, location, uh, lived in quality, calm, lived yeah. in quality, or they probably just had some crazy title that didn't even match the actual, the reality of that. Oh yeah, the, adjective, they, the adjectives are wonderful. Charming, yeah, yeah. A cottage, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you've heard the term fixer-upper. This would be a cleaner-upper. Yeah, cleaner-upper. Fantastically yeah. bad. Bring all your dirty relatives, your dogs, farm animals. Everybody's everybody's allowed in this house. But you kind of think about it and you think, well, the price is really good. We, we could clean it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah the price is attractive. Then, yeah. you know, then you find out why the price is attractive. Yeah, exactly. Because it's just a catastrophe. Okay, uh, just a couple other things um, that I <laughs> thought I would mention. The um, my wife and I were talking about this. I, I was watching somebody on TV uh, saying that, well, we we hope to have the legislation uh, completed by EOD. And 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 my wife said, "What does EOD mean?" And I said, "It means end of day." Mm-hmm. She said, "Then why don't they just say end of day?" I said, that's a really good question because end of day and EOD are exactly the same number of syllables. You can say <laughs> one phrase just as quickly as the other. Yep. I think it's just showing off. It is. It's yeah. just being really pretentious. Yeah. It, yeah. That's it. That's it. I agree with you. I think it's just yeah. being pretentious. Yeah. Like I got, I know yeah. some buzz phrase that maybe you know, maybe you don't yeah. know. It's just a little demonstration of I'm at least as cool or probably cooler than you. Correct. Yeah, I'm extraordinarily That's... hip, and I'm going to show you with this ridiculous thing that I can say that yeah. I didn't even make up, that I'm going to make sound like I made up. My wife used to say that her parents, when it was getting near time when they wanted her to retire for the evening, they'd say, hey, uh, it's a, they, the parents would say to each other, Let's, it's a B-E-D time. <laughs> and she and she and my wife said yeah they they, they realized that pretty soon i knew what bed time meant because they did it all the time so yeah. they changed it to xoq it's xoq time she said like they didn't think i was smart enough to say oh 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 i don't know what eoq xoq means bed i do know what the, i mean they just they yeah, it's like with dogs. Dogs sort of start picking up on spelling oh, yeah, too. Like they do. Yeah, I would say B A L L because I couldn't I couldn't say the word, and pretty soon the dog's like B A L L. I know what that means. Let's go. Or, Let's play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're not fooling me anymore by spelling in front of me. Nice try, sister. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Okay.
I here's the thing, Lise. I am oh, very disappointed. Here we go. Well, okay. Uh, I I just feel like I just, and I really worked on this, but I could not find a really good joke this week. I I I just, hmm. I just couldn't. Do you want oh. to just skip this part and not humiliate yourself? No, I'm willing to. I want to humiliate myself. <laughs> we can skip it. We no, can I think... end. We can end the podcast a different way. We don't. Yeah. Well, I don't think this is a horrible joke. It's just not one that I uh, would recommend. As if somebody said, "Tell me a really good joke," you got, okay. and this wouldn't be okay. among them. But I think it will work. I reworked the wording in it so that I thought it would have more of a uh, parochial effect in terms of the listeners of this podcast. All right. If it makes any sense. Okay. No, I don't like that. Skip it. I'm not telling Oh, you. man. No, I just looked at it again. You got it, all nervous. It sucked. Yeah. I... Yeah, it could be. Okay, Why here... Did... Let me do this joke, okay? Oh, you had a backup. That's yeah, smart. I got a backup. I'm still not happy. Oh man, Jeez. I'm just not happy. Okay. Do you right, want we... to recycle a joke? That would be good. Like, yeah. why, like, do you have a joke that maybe you, you that, yeah. that somebody says to you, "Hey, tell me a good joke," and you have a go-to? Maybe you've already told it on podcast, but also remember that there's people to this new to this episode that may not have heard the joke that you told before. Yeah. This may be their first episode they've ever listened to. Well, that's a good point. How about that? In, in that respect, I've got a lot of got a lot of good ones. If if you see, my problem is I can't remember jokes. Yeah. People think, oh, I bet you got a ton of... No, I don't. I can't remember jokes. Yeah. Maybe somebody will say something that will trigger a memory that will remind yeah. me of a joke. Have you ever told a joke, Lisa, where you get, you're get you doing really well? They're, they're really... They're pe- pe- the, your audience is really loving it. The, yeah. the journey to the joke and to the mm-hmm. punchline. And then you forgot what the punchline is. <laughs> Yeah, that is an extraordinarily uncomfortable. And moment you realize of life. you it's kind of like you're you're driving down the road and you realize something that's coming up down the road and you go, oh shoot, I forgot about yeah. that. Oh yeah, I forgot it's about like you're that. You're driving and now you're thinking, how am I going to save this? Yeah, I got to come up. Can I think of another punchline or can I? Or divert? can I just draw the joke out enough so that my brain might yes, remember? Yes, exactly. And so the yeah. joke turns out, what should have been like a one-minute joke turns out to be <laughs> half an hour as you're trying to stretch it out. <laughs> but if I have to have a go-to joke, uh, and uh, then this is my joke. And I've told, it's, it's been told here before, but I love the joke. Okay. So did I, I didn't tell this one last week. No, I didn't. Okay. I have what, I have one of my favorites that you told a long time ago. Hey, that's a good idea. Why don't you tell the joke this oh, week? Oh, no, I don't know how it goes. I want you to tell it again because I forgot. It has to do with the lion. There's like three tents and uh, the guy's got to like oh, go I, in I, and no, make that's... love to a woman. And then <laughs> yeah. I forget how it goes. Okay. Do you know what I I'm talking I about? Know, I think I know the joke you mean. And, and I, it seems like it, I, it was rather recent. No, so, it wasn't. Well, I don't. It wasn't know. recent. Yeah, wasn't. there was one pretty recent. But, all right, go. We're we're running out of time, Mister. Yeah, go. Are, yeah. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. It's an old joke. Okay. But it's my fa- if if I'm put on the spot, this is the one I can come up with. <laughs> okay. Good. I don't know. <laughs>
Two women, older women, are in sitting in the lobby of a veterinary clinic. One woman has come in with a Great Dane. It's a huge dog. If the dog stood up on its hind legs, it'd be well over six feet tall. Wow. The other woman has one of those little yippy yappy dogs. Uh, like a tiny. chihuahua. Yeah, well, yeah, or even a little terrier or whatever they. A little Yorkshire terrier. Yeah, yeah, they weigh like maybe ten pounds or something. So right. there's this little dog and this huge dog, and both the women with their respective dogs are sitting in the veterinary clinic, and they strike up a conversation. Do the two women, and uh, the woman with the little uh, little dog says, "Oh yeah, I brought this. This is Timmy. He's my little." Little guy, aren't you, Timmy? You're a good boy. And the and the other woman who owns the Great Dane says, oh, "What what what are you bringing Timmy in here for?" Just, well, uh, Timmy's scratching himself all the time, so I'm in here to get him a little bit of flea powder. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, what? Wh- why are you here with your Great Dane? Oh, well, it's a different problem. He. See, whenever I'm puttering around the house and I want to pick something up off the floor or I'm mopping the kitchen floor or something, this boy, his name is Fred, Fred gets up up behind me and he puts his paws up on my shoulder and he starts humping me, sometimes rather vigorously. Oh, so I suppose... You brought him in here so you can get him fixed. Oh, heavens no. I'm just here to get his nails clipped. <laughs> it's so great. I want you to tell that joke every episode because it's so freaking funny. for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 